Mark! Mark! Oh, we did it at the same time. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. Yes. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, Merry, happy, merry <laughs> days between Christmas and New Year's. What day is it? I need a vegetable days. <laughs> I know. It's such a weird week, isn't it? It so is. It is. I'm still working. Like, I've been working. I, I mean, I had uh, Monday off, but I work, you know, otherwise it's been normal. But it still feels different. Like, I can't put my finger on why that is, but it still feels like this no man's land time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, nobody's here. But Anna is. But, like, there's right. nobody else here, and it's kind of like a uh, ghost town. Is there anyone back in that big office building in which you work? I don't mean I don't mean the radio company. I mean the entire building complex. Have people come back? Not really. In fact, they redid that one office right by our door again. Those people vacated. They've just done this huge construction project. But I'm not seeing our elevators, I mean— there's nobody in them, and you can catch an elevator within seconds of getting in the building. There have been times I had to wait for an elevator for a long time. I think this is mm. more November, but a lot of times it's like construction workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that's about all I've seen. But uh, They're just perpetually rebuilding the buildings that no one's in. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's interesting, because traffic... You know, the only city I do traffic for now is San Francisco. So I don't have a lot of of pre-COVID knowledge of that city. But holidays aside, and, and, and and then actually bringing, thinking about the holidays and traveling and all that kind of stuff, it feels to me like traffic is back. At least yeah. at 90%, if not 100%. Does Seattle feel that way too? Like people are going places and doing things at rush hour? Absolutely. It feels like it's back. And um, I don't know if you remember this, but it was before COVID, Thursday was always the nightmare day. And it feels like that again. It's like, wow, is it Thursday? Because traffic sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that does feel like it's like it's back. It felt like last week was getaway day all week. Like every night was traffic just got worse and worse (laughs) and worse. You know, and the airports yeah. got worse and worse yeah. and worse, all that stuff. So, oh, did you yeah. hear that terrible story? The guy from Alaska that got a call for a heart transplant and it, all the planes, all the flights were canceled. Stop. Yeah, I did. I did. What? Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Did he pass away or did he just get bumped off the list? I still don't know. Can you oh, imagine? Wow. It's stories like that. And, you know, also, you know, just trying to do some heartwarming stories during this week, that's even been hard to find. Not a one? Just anything. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's like nobody's doing anything. It's like everyone in the world is on vacation, but they're certainly on the roads. But just looking through social media and everything else, I'm just not seeing, you know, usually if I have to do a post, I can find a story easy, you know. (laughs) And, uh, no goodwill yeah. anywhere. <laughs> oh, They're no. like, that was really, we have some goodwill, but we're going to save it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, you know, I, I kind of wanted to talk about this. It's been, it's so funny, you know, as a coach, I do a lot around setting goals, but I also really have a problem with New Year's resolutions. Part of the reason is people make big, broad resolutions and that's why they don't keep them. But also right. there is a big difference between Goals and resolutions. And so I just wanted to get you guys' take on on it. Interesting. Okay. On New Year's resolutions and whether or not we are for or against. <laughs> Is that? And yeah. Then, and then the concept of goals versus resolutions. Because that, I'm not really clear on that. So that's good. Yeah. Because yeah. a resolution is something you've decided you're going to do. 
like, I'm going to stop smoking. But a goal is also, I'm going to stop smoking. But it's also, it comes with kind of, it's a package deal of, okay, I'm going to stop by this date. I'm going to start this date, be done by this date, where a resolution just seems like a hard decision. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. I'm going to spend more time with family. You know what I mean? It seems more like something you're really passionate about, but it's also seems bigger than something that's attainable. I don't know. Right. And then you feel like you didn't do something if you did it. Whereas a goal, you're, you're sort of, you'll get a person, you'll get toward. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's why people are like, oh, I don't do resolutions because they never work. And is that where you are, you're at too? Is that they just never work or is it just that it's unrealistic unattainable kind of thing. I feel like they're done without a lot of thought. And Um, I would rather, rather than do resolutions, I'd rather look back and say, hey, what have you accomplished this year? Look at how far you've come, what you've done. Let's celebrate that. You know, I guess for me, New Year's resolutions for a long time has been a mind game. It's a very personal thing, maybe, you know, whether or not you call it a resolution or a goal and whether or not you even reach it. Because I, I think I, I, I'm i old enough to know that it's it may not happen. <laughs> I may not lose 50 pounds, or <laughs> but I sure can try. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, when it's like the new year, you, you want to reset and kind of start over on some of the thinking and everything. And and I'm kind of there. I, I, I'm not really going to say that I have a resolution, but I did make a promise to my family that 2023, I would manage my time at work a lot better. Yeah. Because for the last, I don't know, few years, I've been here much later than I should be. And, and even at home, remotely, I'm I'm still logged on when everybody's ready to start goofing off. <laughs> you, know? you bring up an interesting point. I think you're you're a good example of this. And without getting into to you know the nuts and bolts for our listeners about of what it is you do, your job is very much dependent on other people getting you information. And now it's coming from all across the country in different time zones. Yeah. So how do how what are some tools? Maybe Lori can help with this. In, in order to fulfill that promise to your family, what are some things that you'd have to do? In order, because you don't have a lot of control over your schedule necessarily, do you? So, how can you enact that promise? By letting some things go, there are things that I can let go that I can distribute or ask someone if they could take on. I'll probably be less available for some other department, and I think that's okay. There are some new things I am picking up. Yeah. That's what I'm just going to say. Letting go. <laughs> letting go. Letting go. Letting go. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Anyway. But I think good. I do think that's that's the kind of the case in point. I'm going to do this. But what does that look like and how do you do it so that it's not just, oops, at 2023 year end, you don't go, dang, I meant to. Like, you're like, okay, this is, you know, you were able to say more of this, less of that and good boundaries. So, you know what I mean? I think that's where a resolution can really work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if it doesn't, here's where the mind game is. If it doesn't happen by after February and the rest of the year, 
you got to forgive yourself. Just say, hey, it's okay. I knew there was a chance I wouldn't get this done. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Or look how far I did come. Yeah. Like, exactly. I didn't maybe 100%, but I did 75%, which is amazing. Right. Even if yeah. you only did 2%. If, yeah. if you know, in, in Anna's case, if you, if you took, you know, one or two of those things that you mentioned and accomplished it, and even if you, you couldn't control the things that are out of your control, that's a tremendous satisfaction that you, that you could do the things that were. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very good communicator to to a lot of folks. If I can't do something, I want to let them know. Or maybe I'm not a great Mm -hmm. communicator, but I'll start in 2023. (laughs) 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 Going to be better in 2023. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But And I think setting ourselves up for success rather than the whole thing of like, you know, how many people go and buy a whole bunch of exercise equipment and they're going to do it. And they just don't. But it was it was so big. It was grandiose and it was a great idea, but they didn't really have a plan in place. And then it's easy to go, oh, yeah, well, you know, and then, like you say, beat yourself up and and mm-hmm. sabotage and all of that rather than be like, OK, well, maybe I'm going to do it three days a week instead of every day. Or maybe, you know yeah. what I mean? Just finding the place where you can uh, do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Be, being honest with yourself is like the fir- the hardest person to be honest with. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and if if you like, you know, if you ended up buying a Peloton and you haven't used it in like two years, and now it's like hanging your laundry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was just gonna say it's a very expensive clothing rack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I think it's okay because. There's going to be a really likely going to be a time when you're like eyeing that machine and be like, okay, I'm going to get back into it and I'm just going to try this once and see what I think. And then you'll, you know, I think a lot of times when you start restart something, you realize why you liked it in the first place. Yeah. Well, and that reminds me of another thing I heard this week, which surprised me. Somebody had mentioned this podcast, uh, hashtag 75 hard. It's all about doing this certain, it's not really weight loss, but it's doing all of these things for 75 days and it makes you mentally stronger, like, you know, oh man, I've done this and blah, blah, blah. So, but what he said that really surprised me and and caused me to think is he said, motivation is the enemy of discipline. And so often we wait around to get motivated to do something. And his whole theory is just do it. You know, just do it because the people that are succeeding in this world, they're not the motivated people. They're the people that are just doing it, whether they feel like it or not. We all do. All three of us do some sort of exercise. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of mornings I don't want to get up and jump in a cold pool, but I do it. And maybe I don't love it. But when I'm done, I'm glad I did. And I think that there's a lot to be said for sometimes we're waiting to get motivated when maybe we just need to do the thing. Oh, wow. I absolutely love that. You have an accountability partner, though, in your sister, right? That's right. I, I know I'd be hitting uh, snooze if it wasn't <laughs> that I had to go pick her up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. But like you said, you feel so much better when it's done. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I haven't been to the gym in months. That really, I felt so good and was so enjoying that. And then just stopped and have had a hard time, motivation or whatever, getting back up and I'm not working more or doing more than I was before just for some reason like you said the motivation went away 
of course, vowing after the holidays, blah, blah, blah. Going to get back into it. But it hasn't changed. I don't have to rejoin it. I don't have to do anything. I just have to get my butt out the door and go do it. Yeah. But I don't have an accountability partner this time because Sharon's doing different things. So we're not doing it together. I have to do it on my own, you know. So that's, that, I don't know, that's an excuse. And I know that's an excuse. But you're right. Once you start doing it, what are the other, what are the things on the set? Is it 75 things or it's 75 days you have to do things? 75 days. And he wants you to A, pick a diet. So he doesn't tell you what diet, but you, whatever diet, you do it and you don't cheat. And then you do two 45-minute workouts a day and one has to be outside. And you have to read 10 pages of a book uh, which, you know, all of these things, I mean, I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to do two 45-minute workouts a day. I, I do my one, and I'm happy with that. But also, yeah. you know, reading, actually, book on tape is great because you learn, but reading is so good for your brain. Actually, yeah. taking the time to read words and connect is so good for your brain. So I don't even remember what the last one was, but if you do all of these, it's almost like boot camp. And it's like you come through, and if you do it, you like, I can do hard things. I can do this. And you think about people in sales. I mean, we work in an industry with a big sales department. You know, if they waited to be motivated to make those calls, no, they got to buck up, stand up, and walk into those buildings and make those phone calls, whether they feel like it or not. And they're going to get a lot of negativity, a lot of no's, but they're going to get that one yes. And I think if we look at it in that way, like maybe I don't feel like, taking the time to read or reflect a little bit every day. But when we know it affects us and it's so good for our brain and our mind and we do it anyway, when the end of 2023 comes, we're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I did that meditation. I did that book reading every day and I didn't love it. But now I'm so happy I did. Yeah. Yeah. And now I know I can do hard things. Now I know I, I interviewed Chinook Enterprises, and they help people with disabilities. And they said, what happens if a person with disabilities graduates and they don't have somebody advocating for them? All they know is what they can't do, and they graduate to the couch. And that's where they sit, and they get funded by the government. But if they know that they can maybe do something, some sort of job somewhere— it builds their self-esteem. It encourages them. They feel good about themselves and they want to do more. And it, it changes the course of their life, you know. And I feel like we're kind of in a society that doesn't want to do the hard things. We don't want to work all the hours. We hear about quiet quitting. Yeah. Mm. Did we lose you? No. Oh, okay. I, oh. Yeah, we're thinking. Okay, we're thinking, we're but, thinking. But, but I could keep going, and I feel like, you know, the whole point, and I see it in recovery. People get funded. They get disability for coming out of recovery, which is good because they've got brain fog. But where is that fine line where then they go back to work and they start giving back and they start making a difference? Yeah. Right, right. And feeling good about it. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to go to work. And, you know, no, I get to. I get to go to work. I get to have a job. I get to contribute. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I love two things that you said is the, the jobs 
jobs build self-esteem. And we're not just talking about 16-year-olds, you know, just getting into the job force and entry level or anything like that. Just everyone. I think right now uh, is a is a weird place because there are some companies that are requiring their, their employees to start getting into the office, not just working remotely anymore. And a lot of folks that are raising a stink about it and people will fight, will fight, fight, fight. And, and that's okay too. I mean, I understand that. But there's also something to be said about when you are in the office, it, it's nice to be outside of home. <laughs> and that's what I'm mm-hmm. feeling like. I, you know, it's interesting you said that about worth. I have a, um, a friend who, a teenage, I guess she's a college age friend now, I recently learned has been really struggling. Her mom was a roommate of ours many years ago when the girl was born. And she's like a goddaughter to us. And hadn't really heard from her in a while. And apparently, you know, COVID really, she went to college right when she, she started college when COVID started oh, and thing. was in that, that generation of kids who good, didn't get to go and then did get to go and was the only one in the dorm and the, you know, the, taking online classes, just very solidifying. And there were some other things going on and she, she fell into a very deep depression and ended up coming back home. And her mom, you know, just sent this email kind of updating what, what she said, but she said something. Now, this is a, a, a child who was re- like incredibly creative, artistic. She can dance. She um, is a musician. She can do many, many, many things. And, and academic and loves school and is very smart, but essentially failed everything because of the depression mm-hmm. and, and some other things going on. And her mom said, you know, she came home and I told her she had to get a job. And so she went and got a job at a, this fast food place in California. And she said she loved it. And that has made all mm. the difference. And all of a sudden, she's had made work friends and she's doing social things. And in a million years, I would never have thought the solution to this child's depression, or maybe not the solution, but a, a step toward assisting this child's depression was a job. job at a fast food joint. I love it. But it it was. It was the mm-hmm. structure. It was the other people that she met. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the sense of accomplishment, apparently. And... Um, and I love that, you know, and she's like 21, 22. She's probably not even that old, 20, 21. <laughs> um, and, and I was so glad to hear that, you know, that, that that did it. And I think it really, it does make a difference getting out in the world yes. and seeing other humans if you can do it, yes. you know. And whether you call it punching a clock or not, there is a sense of satisfaction when you, when you get to the end of the day and you've done a bunch of stuff, you know. And you get a check for it eventually. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, that's also helpful. Yeah. Yeah. About a year and a half back, or I guess it would be two years now when I was still working there at the at the radio station with you guys, the other station, um, we had a contest where we basically it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a contest. It was just this drive to match people with people that were hiring. And we got all these companies to, to jump on and 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 people called in and we we set people up with interviews and and it wasn't you didn't cost anything, you didn't do anything. It was just us matching up job seekers with with people who had jobs. Our goal then was to go back and interview all the great jobs that got filled. And people weren't showing up for interviews. <gasps> mm. All these these really these great companies were like, yeah, we have this and we have that. And they and people weren't coming. They were making appointments and not coming or they were coming and they were like, oh, that's too much work. And I was like, just shocked at this, yeah. you know, like these were really good jobs, you know, and, and people talk about, oh, there's a bias of between education and, and blue collar jobs. These are great blue collar jobs. And, and these, and the people matching them seemed really excited about them. But when it came time to realize that you could, you'd actually have to go do it, 
it was oh. like the the majesty, you know, the the magic of it disappeared, and I was really disappointed in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it is sad, isn't it? And and that's a, a really big issue right now. There are so many companies that need workers, and people are getting paid to not work, and and then they get that habit of not working, and the thought of putting on pants, literally, and going to a job where they might actually get paid a little less than they're making now. Mm-hmm. But but that's over, isn't it? I mean, COVID unemployment, all of that stuff is gone. If you're on unemployment now, you're just on the regular old unemployment where you have to be looking for a job in order to get the unemployment, you know? And, and even if you don't, if you know, if you're only half-ass job seeking, eventually if you throw enough spaghetti at the wall, you're going to accidentally get a job, right? <laughs> and if you, I'm pretty sure if you turn it down, I don't know, I guess maybe not, maybe they don't look that hard, but... But it, there, we've got to be at a point where it's not paying more to stay home. Yeah. I, I don't know because I do think that unemployment is over, but there's still some – everywhere you go, people are like, mm-hmm. we're hiring, we're hiring. Hey, do you yeah. want a job? You know, and a lot of people might be overqualified for those jobs at this point. And so they they may say, you know, I, I can't, or maybe they aren't getting hired because they're overqualified. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how all of that works, but – but I do know that there is a sense of, of just when you, when you're, when you're, even if you're working a job that you maybe don't even love, there is that sense of, look, I can do this. I mean, we all know we work in radio. What did we learn? Clean the toilet, get your foot in the door. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Yep. I was, I was talking with a guy that's, uh, he's a VP of Voice of America. And he said, he said, I think people in this business that were basically handed the job don't have the passion that those of us who worked part time, cleaned the toilets, worked our way up, that we still have for this industry. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Or they've done it for six months. I've been here mm-hmm. six months. I've paid my dues. Yeah. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I've been I've been working, you know, get get like 24 year olds are like, I've been working my ass off since I was 22. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm 32 and I've been working my ass off since I was 22. I mean, not me, obviously. I'm older than that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, there's definitely a that sense of of uh, of skewing of what the what dues are. And not that everyone has to be, you know, downtrodden to death at your job. But no. um, Yeah. Yeah, you do. There's there's more to it than that. Um, But yeah, willingness to do anything. The three. I would say the three best jobs I ever had are all jobs that started as one day a week fill-in. Oh, really? And just grew into something else. I would say one, two, yeah, all three of the best jobs I've had, including the one I have now um, in San Francisco, Mm. all started because I was willing to just take one day a week. Mm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, but it's not like I, you know, believe me, what I do isn't hard. None of us, you know, do hard labor, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Physically. So, it's not physically hard, yeah. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody that doesn't want to crawl through duct work that they mm-hmm. have to crawl through duct work. But if you are already qualified to crawl through duct work and somebody has a great job that pays a crap ton of money, way more than I make crawling through duct work, mm-hmm. I would think that that would be a good fit, you know, until something better comes along. But I guess those days are over, you know? Yeah, and and honestly, too, I mean, and Anna, you have kids in this generation. It is a different generation, and there isn't the same, like, 
you know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, they don't want to. It is kind of a different generation. And um, I don't know what I'm really trying to say, except that I, I remember, you know, as a teenager, just so happy to get any job and make a little bit of money. Nowadays, parents a lot of times want their kids to just be in school and not work. Yeah. You know, but like your son went and got that awesome job and in between. And so I don't know if there's I don't know. I, I don't want to say like it's good or bad. It's just different. It is different. It is different. You know, I I was um, so. So, yeah, concerning my son, like, yeah, he took that gap year. He graduated from high school, decided he did not want to go to school for a year and then decided to go to school like, you know, a year later. So he took that gap year and everything. And I think exactly when you said job builds self-esteem, that is exactly what happened to him. He didn't much Mm. care for the job. He, He didn't love it, I guess. He didn't love it. He said he loved the people. But because of what you hear about people in retail, they get badly treated, unfortunately. And that I don't remember working as a restaurant worker being treated the way that I hear nowadays. So it's that's the unfortunate thing uh, of these times. Still, I really believe that he has changed since working there and his self-esteem did build. And so that got me thinking, when you said, Claire, your best jobs were what they were and stuff. And I was thinking a few weeks ago, what were the jobs that meant more to me throughout my lifetime between the time I started at age 16 on? And the jobs were the ones that I felt a connection with the people that I worked with. And then oddly enough, like I saw either a headline or an article about how helpful it is to work with a friend and that the workplace is a lot, I don't know if bearable is a thing, but like whatever you're doing, whatever that work thing is, but even in a company, it is most helpful to have someone that you've already known and are friends with. And I wonder if that would be the thing that starts getting people into a workplace. We're in a society now that is having a hard time just getting out of the house and nobody really wants to get out there it seems and so I wonder if the thing to get people in is hey have a friend join you at this workplace and it'll be it'll be funner it'll be better it'll change the scenery I don't know I I think that's a great I think that's a great idea it it it's certainly more practical for people your son's age your, your children's age um, at our age, I don't know how, well, I mean, I guess that is in our industry, in the radio industry. But, you know, in the regular work world, I mean, because I don't consider us the regular work world, <laughs> people have to have a skill set. I mean, you might meet somebody really cool that you dig and like you guys love to go watch football together or whatever, but they may not be qualified to work. That's work. true. And yet, I, I think what you, but I think what you're saying is really true, you know, because mm-hmm. the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you... If you go to work somewhere where you know somebody that already works there, I think that I think that's a really interesting strategy. And and it just it doesn't even have to be uh, okay. So that that was an article I read. I can't tell you where the source was or anything, but I remember hearing that and thought, God, that's so interesting and so true. And I would wish that on everybody. Mm-hmm. However, maybe if you don't have many friends that do the same thing that you do, but then there is the part where. 
you want to be someplace that is very inclusive and it's easy to make friends. So someplace that is about diversity and inclusion, I think that is so important anyway, anywhere, school, just everywhere. You, you want that everywhere. If, if you want to be attractive as a company, then make that a big deal. You know, make that a big deal because I, I'll be honest, I have worked in places where I didn't know that I had social anxiety until I worked there, you know. And uh, but right. but the thing is, like, I I don't think that I it's easy for me to make friends. I'll just admit that I and it's not that I don't want to. It's just that I I might come across as weird to some people, you know, and. And then I get shy and then I then it, I'm further away from making friends. And then you're too late because now you're with all these people and they know that you're just quiet. You, you know what I mean? Um, right. And then it just is you're just stuck and then it's hard. But when you do finally like, let's say somebody new comes in and you're like, hey, I feel like I have a lot in common with this person. You click and then it's it, and then it makes a huge difference because they hired someone that is like minded or has the same taste in, in TV shows, even, you know, or clothing <laughs> right. choices or hair choices or whatever. Hello, bosses out there, leadership. Make sure your diversity and, and and the inclusivity of is well thought out. I don't know. That's my two cents. I don't know if anything I made sense, but <laughs> no, it did. It yeah. Did. Uh, it, it really okay. For, the first thing I want to say is I liked you from the very first millisecond I met you. you to me, maybe it's because I'm a weirdo too, but to me, you were like exactly the kind of person that I like to hang out with, right? Same thing with Lori. And you guys are very different from one another. But yeah. but the two of you, your personalities um, are, are you both key into things that I really need and and, and desire in, in terms of people to just like hang out with, right? Yeah. So I think it's a natural progression that we made it to this podcast because so, so mm. it, it, that's interesting, you know, but you do, you definitely get, as you get older, you get less like, well, I'm not going to have anything common with them and I don't feel like I don't you know I don't want to make plans and then decide I I want to be able to change my mind at the last minute and not have them think I'm a flake you know and, <laughs> and you know when you're 25 you go out rain shine no matter what but you know at our, at my age I don't know about you guys I'm like eh, it's raining I don't want to go out you know so we throw our own obstacles in the way of 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 making friends I think um yeah and you have to you have to work a little more at it and I do wish that I had a a, a Sometimes I do wish that I could go to a physical job and have coworkers that I would would like, um, but there's no guarantee of that either, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just shows that you know, COVID caused some things, and a, a different generation caused some things, and that you know, we have to learn how to pivot and how to make all of this work. And you know, even working from home, you know, we had that big freeze, and because of COVID, so many people could stay off the streets and work from home. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. even two years ago, before COVID, they couldn't have done that. So, you know, our world is changing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you guys, let's wrap this up by saying what it is you are looking forward to in 2023. Things we're looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, my niece's wedding. Aww. <gasps> oh. Yeah. My, nie my niece is getting married in April. It's a uh, destination wedding with very few people. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny little wedding. I think there's going to be less than 15 of us. And it's at a, a winery in um, California, in Northern California. And mm -hmm. um, 
I just, I can't wait. <laughs> really, really looking forward to that. Yay. Awesome. How about you, Anna? I am looking forward to spring break. Where are you going? You going somewhere or you just want a break? We're going to um we're gonna to go to eastern Washington and we're renting out a house on Moses Lake. Nice. Awesome. So for for me, I have been here ten years almost, no vacation because I'm part time, so I never get to take any amount of days in a row off. And I also do some network marketing, not a pyramid scheme, actually a really legit business that pays me to drive my Jeep. And I'm working towards getting a vacation to Mexico, and I am planning on taking an actual vacation and being gone for maybe five or six days. So yay! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Do you know where in Mexico you're going to go? Puerto Vallarta. Yes. <gasps> Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yes. Oh, noise. Man. Oh, don't come so back. Good. I don't mean because I don't love you. Because <laughs> we can still do our podcast. You get to Puerto Vallarta, you're going to be like, I'm not coming back. Oh, yeah. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's so great. Well, <laughs> wonderful 2022 with both of you. Ditto. Yay, it really mm-hmm. was. And yeah. uh, we're looking forward to a great 2023, everyone. Yay. Yes. I want to say not to get all not to get all smushy on you guys, but there are times when this podcast is the only thing I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not not recently, like the last couple weeks have been really good. But there were some times this year where things were up and down. And every week or just about every week, I knew that we would have this hour together. And uh, I just I am so grateful for that. And I'm looking forward to onwards and upwards in 2023. Awesome. I'm so grateful yes. for the both of you. I work with you every, well, you, Lori, every day. And Claire, it's so wonderful to talk <laughs> mm-hmm. to you, sort of in person, but from far away. <laughs> yes. <In laughs> Directly. Away. Yep. Yes. So. Happy New Year to both of you. And Happy. to everyone in podcast land. Podcast yes. land. In fact, on our Facebook page, Listen and Learn or Not, why don't you let us know what you're looking forward to for yeah, 2023? Please. Excellent. Like it. Love it. Yes. We like it. We, we love, love it. it. We, we want, want some, some more of it. Always have to have a song, people. Always have to have a song. Country. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Thank you, everybody. This is a lesson and a learn. Or not. not. <laughs> <laughs> That was my horn, my New Year's Uh, horn. All right. I did. I recognize that. (laughs) Yes. All right, guys. Happy New Year, girls. Happy New Year. Okay. Happy New Year. See you next week. Bye. Bye.